Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Steve. And this is another episode, episode 18. It, it is another episode, yeah. Every another. Friday we have a new episode. <laughs> it's a new episode you. of it's Zach and new Steve Have a Podcast. <laughs> no reruns yet, guys. No, no. reruns. Um, no. That'd be funny if we did one of those. A rerun? Yeah. We, we kinda... should do a clip episode. You know, like when, <laughs> like, a, like when best, a TV... best of Zach and Steve have a podcast. Well, you know, I think it was more of like a 90s thing, probably like 80s and 90s. They would have, you know, TV shows would have so many episodes that, and they had to fulfill an obligation to make all those episodes. So they'd usually make every season one episode that was just clips. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No. Friends did it every year. Yeah. Seinfeld did it. Um, like all, what other '90s shows do I remember this being? Part so of? it was a very common thing. And I remember The Office did it, and it was lauded, like heavily lauded. Really? Yeah, people were not not happy with that. Not is lauded the right word? I don't know. I think <laughs> I don't know. Is lauded lauded's bad, right? Write in the comments below. Lauded is bad, right? <laughs> I don't know that. Anyway, we'll see how well people are paying attention. But we've gotten a lot of really positive feedback yeah, on the podcast. Have. have you I'm, checked our analytics? Do you have any more people from Greece I or weird countries? I stopped checking the <laughs> analytics. It's not To me, it's not as important, number one, because it doesn't really tell us anything. Our yeah. analytics are pretty poor because it only tells us downloads. It doesn't tell us anything about streaming. And I'm, I think the majority of people stream our podcast. They're not download. Why would download it to save it? <laughs> Wait, wait, I have a collection. Those are the people that used to use Napster back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I really like to have a file copy. Yes. Well, you know, I am one of those people that likes to have a hard copy of things, which makes me an old man. I have an enormous DVD collection at my you house. You do? I've never yeah. seen your DVD collection. It takes up an entire, like, like dresser we have downstairs we found we actually found the dresser along the side of the road that's a funny story one day laura was driving around and saw the dresser on the side <laughs> of the road gross. she stops and this thing is side of the road or like in somebody's front yard it was like in somebody's getting... front yard okay. but still There's along the, the difference road between like somebody it fell off the back of a truck and laura just <laughs> happened to be there and so does sarah, like, that's do, a nice does dresser. sarah ever do anything like that like hey look what i found no well uh what? if she has it's only happened once or twice Laura does this okay. sometimes. That's she's okay. she's That's gotten wrong with it. She's gotten better at it. <laughs> so we well, one day she was like, "Yeah, guess what I got? I got a new dresser." I'm like, "Oh yeah, Ooh. it was in somebody's front yard. I picked it up, and it was so heavy." And, and I guess she was trying to get it out of the yard. Yeah, and it was way too heavy. And somebody else like stopped and it helped, helped her, her load this thing up into Good the vehicle. Night. Yeah. yeah. So this dresser now she painted it, and she so sometimes That's she'll cool. do that. Yeah, she'll take furniture and paint it, and make it look pretty, and and we have a couple pieces of that in our house. Nice. So that's really in, nice in our basement. That's kind of like our game room. We've got this oh, dresser so down the there, dresser's and it is down there. full of DVDs. And really? that was the thing back. I don't know why DVDs. Or do you have Blu-rays or just DVDs? Both Blu-rays, okay. DVDs. But I would buy them all the time back in the day, and now I now I won't watch them. It, I we you actually only watch streaming. Yes, yeah. it's funny because I don't think about them anymore. No. So if I'm if I'm looking for a movie, I'm like I haven't seen this movie in a while. And you have it downstairs. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I I will like pay the two, the one ninety nine or whatever to you like rent them. <laughs> sometimes I've done that. I would rather I'll, rent them I will than go downstairs and get the DVD. Yeah, I'll fully admit that there's times where I know we have the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I gotta walk down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Or I can pay two dollars and just have it right now. We haven't watched a DVD player so long. If we want to watch it, it's kind of like a process. You have it to, is. you have to like, you know, you know. There's, there's only so many HDMI hookups on yeah. your on your TV, so you have to unhook something because yeah. the kids have like their Switch and and the, the Roku and gotcha. all that stuff on the TV. So you have to unhook something and like, yeah, yeah, stream it's it. It's too much work. Yeah, it's too much work. And and then it's on streaming. And you're so excited, like, ah, oh, this movie, it's I haven't seen free. it forever. It's free. It's Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm paying for the subscription. I've, I've got a copy of it downstairs. Yeah. yeah, hard copies. Hard copies are only there when all the streaming goes away eventually. Right. Never. Never. Uh, I only, we only have one disc player in the house now for for movies. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it's it's in the man cave. That's it. Nice. That's only one. We have one. Do you have a big old collection of DVDs somewhere? No, not anymore. 
What'd you do with uh, them? We got rid of a lot of them because it's a smart. Because what do you need them for? It's a smart. I'm, I'm it's a, a smart. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. I'm a good talker. It's a smart idea for Zach you and I it. have had a rough morning yeah. already. Yeah. I accidentally <laughs> so I accidentally threw my rolling chair that I sit in for the podcast. I, I my the heel of my shoe got caught underneath. The, the the support structure and I walk over to help Zach with something and there's this fl- enormous crash. I flip the chair. I thought you fell. I thought there was I'm gonna look over and you're gonna be on the ground like like a turtle on his that back. Happened, that happened on Sunday. Remember we were getting the posters ready to hand give them away and I fell through a door. <laughs> Like I, just, I fell through this door. Yeah, I was were, hoping the door was closed. It was not. It was open. Yeah, you were sitting looked, on the ground. You lean back against the door, and the door opened. <laughs> Boom! Well, I look over and I see your feet up in the air, like roadkill along the side. Oh of the gosh, not coordinated. But then Zach, we're laughing about that, and then Zach hits his <laughs> pop screen into his face. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a bad habit of talking with my Zach, hands. Zach has eagle wings. That's, I do. He does. It's uh, yeah. he's got long arms. You always make fun of my long arms. I don't make fun of your long arms. I make fun of the fact that you keep your long arms to my fully side. extended. Yeah, not you, fully extended. They're extended to the elbow. You're not like C3PO or anything no. where you. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> C3PO is yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so guess where I went yesterday? Where'd you go, Zach? I went to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> yeah, so he told me this a little bit in, uh, in, in before we started recording, and I'm very intrigued. Why'd you go? And you went by yourself. Yeah. Laura was at work? Well, <clears throat> so yesterday. Or you were at work. No, I got home from work, and I had to meet. Wait, wait. Okay, so let me, a little <laughs> bit of a preface here. Zach is notorious for when he's driving around, he pr- he has a very open schedule when you drive around. Unless sometimes you have appointments that you have to make. Well, but sometimes you have free time or a lunch kind break of, or whatever. Basically, yeah, where you could stop every in, once in a while in some place. And you always tell me you're like, oh, I stopped in such and such. I found a really good deal. <laughs> yes, like you found jerseys, which I loved. You're like, you think anybody would want a Juju Smith? Schuster jersey yeah, or there was James a, a Steelers pro shop down James in the Connor Washington jersey? outlet mall. <laughs> I'm like James Connor. He has <laughs> like been the Steelers in three years. Like three, yeah, he's been gone for three years. He's doing well. That's why they were super cheap at the outlets. At Fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. That's, that's a great deal. For, I mean, this is first, authentic was it a Nike jersey or was yeah. it a Reebok? Nike. Nike. Okay. So anyway, you went to Hobby Lobby. I did go to Hobby Lobby and for the sole purpose of just going okay. because I haven't been in there yet. Okay. And uh Meaning you haven't been in, you've never been to a hobby lobby? I've not to the new one that's in that opened up in our hometown. Oh, okay. I'd never been to that one. Okay. You go there like daily. Uh once a week. So were you there yesterday? No. No. <laughs> you had to think a second. Wait I a think minute. I wasn't up in Hermitage yesterday. I was up in Hermitage on Wednesday. So it's it's not that fancy of a store. There's just a lot of things that are on sale. That's that's the thing that gets me. Everything was like 50% off in Hobby Not Lobby. everything. And that's the thing. That, that it's a rotating sale. Ah, so, well, sometimes so sometimes you go in there and one thing that you the thing that you want's 50% off and then you come back a few days later and something else. So they uh, constantly rotate. Well, this was the wall hang. All wall hangings were 50% off. Yes. Anything on the wall. Yes. So I did find a one section that had Star Wars stuff. I, that's I frequent that section. It's not very big. It's not. I own most of that stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder if Steve would want this. Yes, it's 50% I do. off. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've bought I've bought almost all the stuff that they have Star Wars wise to fill my uh my Wookiee den. Yeah, there was they had a a wall hanging that was a map of Tatooine. I have it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Steve would like this. I should I, get it for I our did office. like it. I did like it and I bought it <laughs> a while ago. So that's the only reason I went there. I yep. just wanted to be able to say on this podcast that I have been into your oh, favorite. Oh, I thought store. you had like a good no, story. I don't have a story. Do you, you inviting fabric? I, I went to the fabric section and was not that impressed. It's not huge. The the no. one the hobby lobby out in um Nile. I was looking for you while I was there. You're looking for I me? I was like, I can't, every time I go around a corner, like, hey, Steve. Maybe Steve's going to be there. Okay, well, Ava started, all of our kids started school this week, and Ava started preschool. And so I don't have my little traveling buddy yeah. like I used to. So Ava's well, a have, Hobby Lobby I, lover I've, as I've well? I have Pete. Yeah, of course. Ava, Ava likes anything. Pete, Pete's always a little bit harder. But I found out yesterday that Pete by himself is a, f- a really, really fun. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and he's got no competition. He's a lot of fun. Like he's not as uh, chaotic. Nice. So yesterday, so, so Ava started preschool this week, 
and they only go for for an hour and a half the first week each like two times a week hour and a half and so i pick her up and she uh you know like oh i dropped her off and i have an hour and a half now to kill so pete and i went on a little adventure just the two of us just sounds fun test the water see how things go pete's awesome nice just the two of us i've never had just me and pete um and he was he was fantastic he was like my little uh, shopping buddy and he did Where'd really you go we went to if you say target we did not go to target i didn't have enough time to get to a target <laughs> target's too far away we really need one locally um only had an hour and a half so we went to giant eagle and picked up a couple things i had rewards at giant eagle so i uh i paid zero dollars nice zero dollars for a few things that we need just snacks and stuff for the kids and then we went to did we go to walmart just to walk around giant eagle and walmart giant eagle Qu- walmart. quality start well, to listen, your shopping listen like we had an hour and a half to kill we needed a few things so we we hit those two places pete played with like i took him into the toy aisle he played nice. with a few things nice it's always and then, fun. And then we went back and picked up Ava. And that was our day. Like, you know, that was it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Like, because it was, like I said, it was testing the waters. How's this going to go with just Pete and Dad? Because next week, Ava starts, like, full morning. Ooh. Like, like, she goes until noon, um, from 9 to noon. So it's me and Pete all morning, just the That'd two of fun. us. So, yeah, it will be fun. But anyway, enough about that. Z- I, I, uh, Zach said, did I have any interesting stories this week? And I always have an interesting story, <laughs> mostly because I'm a moron. Is this, right. is this another moron story? This is another moron story. This is a big time moron story. <laughs> and I, I, okay, and before I say anything else, uh, I, am, I, I, I think we just need to put a disclaimer here and say, do not do what I did at home. It was insanely stupid. And Did you almost burn your house down? No. Did you almost blow it up? myself (laughs) so let's hear this this. i've had this ground nest in my backyard ground nest of squirrels bees 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 all right we've had this uh like yellow jacket nest in our backyard and it stung me the one week like i went over i didn't know it was there and i got stung on my leg and ever (laughs) since then i've been on the prowl for where's this opening and so i went through traditional methods to get rid of it i got wasp did you find the opening? I did. Located it. I located it. Where, where was it at in your backyard? It was right next to my shed. It okay. was really close to my shed. Little hole in the ground next to my shed. I saw them flying in and out. So I went traditional route and I got some wasp spray okay. and went to the hole and sprayed it down into the hole. Thank you. That's not the way I do it. Well, hold on. <laughs> I think you might do it the way that I do I it. I think I did. <laughs> and then some. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm stupid. And anyway, so I, I, I remember... Years back, at least 10 years ago, my brother-in-law came over because he's a he he's an apiarist. You know what an apiarist is? A what? Apiarist. Is that someone who studies monkeys? It's a bee handler. A bee. It's a beekeeper. That's not a real thing. Yes, it is. Look it up. I, I know a beekeeper is, but an apiarist? Apiarist. That's the that's the that's the actual name. So anyway. You don't even know what laud means. <laughs> you know what laud. apiarist is. I think Lot I used Lot correctly. Anyway, so Steve, my brother-in-law, whose name's Steven, comes over at our old house to take care of this ground nest. And I remember he poured gasoline down yeah, into it, and that's that what kills I the nest. It, Once yeah. again, we are not advising you to do this. And so he puts gasoline down. And I remember, I, I didn't remember where it went from there. Like, <laughs> What's the next step? I couldn't remember. After if you it, dump a gallon of gas down this so what's the next step? I didn't remember if you lit it or not. You like, don't have to. Burn it. Okay. So, me being stupid and a fire bug, <laughs> I pour gas down into this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I get one of, like, I have these, like, uh, they're called... Um, Fireworks? No, yeah. Yeah, I got Roman candle and started firing <laughs> at it. No, I got, it was a match. It's one of those windproof matches, so it wouldn't go out. So I light it. And I drop it down in the hole. And <laughs> <laughs> did your shed like fly up? In no. There? <laughs> right next to my shed is like there's these um, railroad ties that go that run parallel to my shed. And on the other side of the railroad ties is a hill that I put like my grass clippings. <laughs> I so the, the hole is in front of my shed. I pour the gasoline <laughs> down. I put the match down. <laughs> I hear, boom, <laughs> and 
all this grass goes flying like a cannon blast out the side of my hill. Apparently, they had an entrance on the hillside and in my grass, and I cannon blasted this bee nest. Needless to say, was was like a deep like. Whoo. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. It was like, whoo. It was like, like grass. These like glowing bees like shooting, <laughs> shooting out. Like a firework yeah. shell. Now, let's stop saying bees. These are yellow jackets. Yeah, they they're are way the, worse. They're the mortal enemy of mankind, not bees who are, are decent. You're crying. Uh, I am crying. You have tears coming do. down your face from oh, laughing gosh, I so can hard. Just, I just see like these this cartoon of. Like your shed, like shooting up yeah. like a rocket ship, like something out of like Christmas Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, what was it, Uncle Uncle Lewis, like blows the tree up because yeah. it's so dry. Um, no, that that was it. That was it. Um, Did yeah. you kill the bees? Oh, the bees are gone. There, <laughs> they're gone. They're gone. So the next day, I see like there's like this there's like this funeral procession <laughs> happening. These bees keep going down to the hole, and then they immediately <laughs> jump back out. <laughs> Like, so in my head, I'm imagining they're like, oh, oh my, yeah. I was gone for a day. <laughs> what happened to my home? What happened to my home? Uh, they had it coming. They stung, like, yeah. they sent their troops out after me. They declared war. So I, I sent uh, a nuclear blast. <laughs> yeah. You took like the Death Star and had like one of those death kits. Yeah, that's what I said. Blew up I, I said, house. fire when ready. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Anyway. Oh, my so, goodness. That's yeah. funny. So we used to have those a lot at our old oh, house because we had a lot of fruit trees. And so we would have those ground bees all the time, the yellow jackets. And sometimes we would dump the gasoline down there. I didn't have I don't have any good stories like that because you don't have to light it. You no, just I know that now. Gas. Well, let's see. OK, so after this all happens, I had um, Andrew, my neighbor and friend came over. Did he hear the baboon? No, he didn't hear the baboon. This was uh, for dinner the next day. And I was talking to him about it. And he's like, yeah, you know, you don't have to light it, right? He said, the fumes kill them. You don't even need, you don't need, like, the gas kills them, but also the fumes kill them. You don't need to do anything else. He's like, you're lucky you didn't blow yourself up. Because if it would have been, like, a closed-off thing where it wasn't, like, there wasn't an (laughs) exhaust port. (laughs) He's like, it would have just just been Zach had a podcast. Yeah, it would just been Zach has a podcast. (laughs) And, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, my gosh, dude. He's like, never do that, ever. Well, I didn't realize. Okay, so in my head, gas is flammable like like lighter fluid. No. No, no, it's way more flammable. No, it's It's dangerous. super combustible. Don't do this at home. Yeah, ever, ever do this. It's so stupid. It's Yeah, I was debating whether or not to tell the story, but it's a cautionary tale of stupidity. Yeah, I'm crying, laughing. So we had these ground bee nests, and if you... And we would have animals come and, and dig them up and eat them after a while, like skunks or something. Yeah, so we would badgers. have badgers. Yeah, we'd have those wood badgers. <laughs> no, uh, those Pennsylvania wood wolverines. <laughs> Pennsylvania wolverines <laughs> would come to the yard, and uh, yeah, so you you would know where they are, and then one day you would go out and there's like a crater in the yard there, and there's no longer any bees. Yeah, and so they go in there. I've and Never they had eat, that experience. Yeah, they go and eat the nest. You hit your pop filter. I again. did. <laughs> anyway, oh, Zachy, what are we going to talk about today? Steve? Well, yeah, but I mean, there's lots of different ways we can go. We're in the middle of this Q and A series, which has been fascinating. I knocked uh, over Trogdor. The Burninator. Yeah. We've got, He's got the big beefy so arm sticking out the back of his neck there. <laughs> no, one, no one knows who Homestar they Runner know. is. They know. People our age know Homestar Runner. That's true. There's no way they don't. So we've been answering a lot of questions. Ex- explain what this series is while I look for a good yeah. question. No, that's great. That's great. Uh, so Zach and I have... Uh, we started a Q&A series. Well, actually, I mean, we didn't just start one. We've uh, the ongoing uh, one of the ongoing themes that I've had in our teen ministry since my my second year doing this. This is my uh, this is my 12th school year as the youth pastor. Um, since my second year, we started doing Q&A series because for, for the sole reason of providing teenagers answers to the questions that they have about their faith and living their faith out in this world, or if they struggle with living out their faith, or they see people that they love um, get hurt by, you know, 
things that are related to faith matters. Uh, you know, there's there's millions of millions of questions that these kids have because of the lives, or their lives in public school or whatever the case might be. So we give them this opportunity to write in their questions and we answer them. So actually, one of the podcasts that you're going to see, uh, probably premiering after this this one, is our Q and A series from this past Sunday. Uh, where we recorded with our podcast equipment, um, you know, just that. Yeah. So questions that students. So have. I thought we would incorporate some of it. I mean, we're still going to do it on Sunday because we know that everybody listens to this podcast. But we're going to ask some of the questions. Yes. And, and then go and, from there and talk about them. So I'm going to start with one that we can't answer because can't. <laughs> yes. Now I was very impressed with the questions that that you guys. You know, gave to us. They were students. Students, yes. Or if you're a parent of these students, we're proud of your students. Yes, very proud of your students. They were very deep, very difficult questions to answer. A lot of them. A lot of stuff that most, a lot of people questions that I have. A lot of questions that you know, lots of people have about faith and God and stuff like that. Um, You think sometimes you're going to get silly questions like, "What's your favorite color, Zach?" We used to get stuff like that. I was that was the thing I was impressed with. I wasn't sure what to what to expect. And the questions were deep. Yeah. Like they, you said, they and, were really... And us being biblical scholars, we have all the answers, Stephen. So, here, so here's a question for you. That's not, <laughs> that's not true. Here's a question for you. Yeah. How... You ready for this? Yeah. I don't... Go ahead. How was God made? How was God made? Okay. <laughs> well, that's probably a younger kid, and I'm sure asked that question. I mean, okay. So, of course, we're always going to put... We're going to try to conceptualize God as man and human, but God is God. He's an eternal being. Yeah. So something we cannot understand. Um, so God was not made. He is and was and always will be. He's eternal. Yes. Um, so no no thing created God. God just is. That's why I, I love the line. And I mean, it's it's used throughout the Bible is he's the I am. Yes. Which is um, such a, to me, it's like one of the, the, like the, if there's any line that God could just throw out there that just says everything that he is. Yes. It's the simplicity of I am. What do you yes, mean by I am? Two words. No, no, no. Uh, I am. Yeah, that is, that's, that's like awesome. <laughs> that's a mind blow. That, it's simplistic, but it's also mind blowing. Cause it's like, yeah. he is, yeah. everything and he always was it's just, and so for us as people as hard as it is to 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 really um accept that mm-hmm. it's because we're mortal we're human like we only know beginnings and ends yeah we're confined by time and yeah. god is not yeah exactly and so for us um to say like uh, oh we could have some better understanding of of god by understanding where he came from well that's something you're never going to get right and uh, I think there's no way for God to impart that information to us because we are his creation and therefore we can never be greater than him or have the, the capacity to understand what he would have to explain to us to understand w- how he is yes. and how he exists. Yeah, um, There's those three big vocabulary words used to describe God. Are you going to use the omni? The omni words, Go yes. Ahead. Omnipresent, meaning yeah. existing at all times yeah. and in all places, which, when you think about that, is mind-boggling. Yes. And meaning God is exists outside of our realm of time, our understanding of how time works. God exists outside of it. Yes. And, Fascinating. <clears throat> right. There's scripture talking about, you know, to, to God, and you know, a thousand years is a day, and a day is a thousand years, meaning he exists outside of how time works, on, yes. you know, in, in our creation. Right? Yes. He exists outside outside of that. Omnipresent. He's omnipotent, which omnipotent. means omnipotent. Yeah, <laughs> right. Which means he is um, all powerful. Yes, and he can do anything. So he exists at all times, in all places, can do anything. Right. Mm. Omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. Omniscient. He knows all things. That's so right. oh, there's a fourth one too. What's the fourth one? Omnibenevolent. He's all good. All good, always good. He can only be good. Yeah. So all you know, all omniscient meaning knows yeah. all things. All good. That fourth one is, is exists it, at all times. It, it gets thrown in every once in a while. All powerful. Yes. This is the God we serve, and so to you know, fully understand that, yeah, we 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 cannot comprehend what He brings to the table, um, and that's why I think people struggle with faith 
is as as man, especially living in an age where we can we have the we have the ability and capacity to understand things even better because we have information at our fingertips. We're like, well, then I should be able to understand God, but you can't. I mean, that's 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 why the 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 you look at the Tower of Babel as an example of of man trying to test the waters of <laughs> living with God and knowing God, and he's like, you know what? Everybody's a different nation now, yeah. <laughs> all different languages, and um, I mean that's that's a poor example, but it's, it's it's man man testing the waters and God putting them in their place. Yeah. So great question. Yeah, it is a great question. But it's it's it, it's an unanswerable question exactly. because I mean we answered it to the best that anybody can answer it. I'm sure like William Lane Craig could explain it in a who's, way that we would never William understand. Lane Craig. William Lane Craig. Well, should I know? Uh, no, I mean not necessarily. He's an apologist. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what an apologist is, I just threw out another word that probably doesn't make any sense. Apologist is somebody. So that's where we get the word apology. Apology does not mean I'm sorry. Apology means explaining yeah. what you know, giving giving an, giving an ex- reason in a reason excuse, but not an excuse when we're talking giving about giving reason to why you yeah. why things are what they are, or why you know, things, you know, have been said. So, uh, so William Lane Craig has, has always been one of my favorite apologists. And also I love watching debates, um, when it comes to faith matters, uh, especially when it comes to, uh, people that are not believers and people that are believers. And William Lane Craig is always like, if, if they're, if you're ever going to lay a debater, he's amazing at it. And so if you're going to have, uh, someone come in and, and represent the Christian faith, he, he's your man. He's probably like 70 now, 71, 72, okay. somewhere in that, that area. But the dude, it, like the words that he, as soon as he starts talking, I, I already don't understand what he's talking about. <laughs> I bought his book. His book is called, he has many books, but it's one of his main books in explaining why we, why we believe what we believe. Um, it, it's basically a master's or not even a master's thesis. It's probably a doctoral thesis on <laughs> what faith is, uh, but it's called reasonable faith. I actually have it up up there i started reading it and immediately i was like my brain is like cramps my brain (laughs) Uh, i couldn't think anymore uh so but he's fascinating if you ever watch him on you can go on youtube and watch him debate uh guys and and listen i'm not I, i i don't love debates in that i don't think it actually because there's the end result is always one group against the other group continuously so one side's going to say they won, one side's going to say they won, and really, yeah. when it comes to this kind of stuff, when it comes to faith matters, which there's either, no winning. Yeah, there's no winning it's or just losing. Drawing it's closer just, to God, and yeah, understanding who he is at just, a better yeah, it, level. And maybe it does draw people closer to God. Be like, oh, that is that is reasonable. Yeah. To understand that, um, so I, I would I would recommend it. Go get, check him out on YouTube, uh, William William Lane Craig, and listen to him talk for two minutes, and you'll be like, I I, yeah, I, I, I understood about. the. <laughs> I think he said uh a couple of times. <laughs> but other than that, he threw out words that I will never understand. But maybe you will, because because I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm the smartest. I'm not the smartest. <laughs> All right, Steven. Zachary. So I was flipping through we got a whole bunch of questions. We here. got so I picked out a couple here, handful. Good. good. And they have to do with reading our Bible. Mm. And I think that's a good topic. I like to reading talk the Bible. About. Yes, reading the Bible and how, when we read our Bible, do we do it in a way that's God God honoring that helps us to grow? And I got a couple of questions about that. Here. I love it. So here's an here's a you're going to answer these too. Right? I, I am going to answer like, these. I feel too. like this is coming across like like Steve. I'm interviewing Stephen. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to answer them too. Okay, good. So. I'll, I'll we'll just debate these back. Not debate them. We're not. No, what, what's his name? William William Lane, Lane Craig, Br- L- Bryant Craig, something. William William Billy <laughs> Billy Billy Bob Craig. Yeah, no, it's William Lane L A N E Craig. Okay, C R A I G. Got it. Okay, so here's a question: Can you read the Bible like a book? No, no. I would say reading the Bible like a book is is one of the most ineffective ways to read the Bible. Okay. Um, especially when you are new to to reading it. 
Um, so you don't just pick it up and start at Genesis one and and go. I would not. I never recommend that, especially yeah. to somebody that's never read the Bible before. I never recommend starting with Genesis. I think Genesis. I think most of the new. Oh, I'm sorry. I think most of the Old Testament is more digestible once you understand who Jesus is. Yeah. Um, if you start with the Old Testament and work your way up, uh, I, I would say do that when you're at like an intermediate to advanced level of Bible knowledge. All right. Yeah. I, I would say as if you're starting off, always start with the Gospels. Always right. start with the Gospels. If yeah. it's been a long time since you've read your Bible, start with the Gospels. Uh, you want the the Bible makes the most amount of sense when we know the person of Jesus because right. everything flows out of him. He's, yep. he's the, he is the, the, uh, you know, coming Messiah, the savior of all mankind. Um, and when we know what he stands for and what he believes, it makes everything else make sense. Right. Um, what God was leading up to this whole time. Right. The Bible itself is just one big story. It really is. And, but like you said, you have to understand the ending in order to understand the beginning. Yes. You have to understand... You can start in Genesis 1 and go to the Garden of Eden, because mm-hmm. that's... It, it, the, the story begins there. Jesus... But, and yes, it does begin there. And, and we see God's love. We see God's yeah. creative ability. We see people being made and the mistake that we made. And in the in the temptation with with the serpent and and the story and, and the prophecy of there's going to be someone coming stepping on the serpent the serpent's going to bite his heel right mm-hmm. and then there's a whole bunch of people making mistakes God loving them <laughs> yes. you know always being faithful to his promises until Jesus comes in the New Testament and is that yes. is that coming Messiah you know defeats death and the serpent once and for all and we can come to know who he is. Mm-hmm. Get gain eternal life and gain you know life abundant in this in this world as we follow him yeah. and that's the story arc of the Bible, and you're right. Starting at the beginning is difficult if you don't know the whole story. I yes. would say I get a lot more not say a lot more, but I I get a rich understanding of God's character from reading the Old Testament as yes. opposed to the New Absolutely. Testament. I'm not saying discount the Old Testament in any way. Correct you. When you read the Old Testament, you see God's love for his people, his patience, right? His his grace, his his, you know, faithfulness to his promise. And it you can some people don't like to read the Old Testament at all, and, and they they you need to to understand you, who God is and who Jesus is yes. at, at a deeper level in our need for him. Yeah, and there's there's uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You finish what you're saying, and then we'll come back to let's let's talk a little bit more in depth about the Old Testament. But yeah, go ahead. no, that's that's basically what I was going to say about picking up and reading it like um, a book. What there are reading plans you can do that are chronological. Those are interesting. I think uh, those are beneficial in the long run. Yeah, you understand t- timeline how things work. Um, but I agree with you that. If you are new, pick up the Gospels. You need to understand who Jesus is, his love for us, what his, how he lived his life so we can model that as, as Christians and uh, live for him. Um, what, what helps me to understand God better is more of a study of particular areas of the Bible than picking it up and reading it like a book. Um, so you're talking about the Gospels. Focus on that, and maybe read different gospels and different accounts. We actually have a question on that here in a little bit. Okay, different accounts of the of, of the stories and, and get understanding of what happened there. You can um, pick up a book like I love the Book of Hebrews, one of my favorite books in the Bible. It is. You pick that up and you can study that book. I guess this is maybe a, a, a you know a, a level later on as you grow in your faith and want to digest and understand yes. who God is, is yeah. better, uh, studying different areas and stuff like that. But okay, you want to talk about the Old Testament? Go ahead. No, no, no. Finish what you were saying. Then we'll. we'll no, that's we'll, it. Uh, that's it. What? what yeah. What I, I t- uh, so let, let's say okay. You're asking. Let's start with this question. Let's let's continue on with this question. Okay. Uh, you're asking us. I need a Bible reading plan. Yeah, I'm brand new at reading the Bible. Yeah, that, this next question here is, how do I know where to go in the Bible? That's, and that's it. Let, let's go with that question right now. And like I was saying before, 
how do I know where to go in the Bible? Uh, now, my advice for anybody is always, if you're if this is your first time, and you're like, I'm committing myself to reading my Bible. Okay, good for you. That's awesome. Come now, you need a plan. <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna get there's too much. Yeah, there's 66 books in the Bible. They all have different voices and different. They all, they all. I mean, they all come together. It's one united story. But at the same time, it uh, they all go in different directions. They're all stylistically different. Um, I mean, most of the New Testament feels the same because it's almost all one writer. And yeah. it, it, other than the Gospels, you've got Paul that wrote thirteen Paul, books. Yeah, right? it's it's the majority of the letters that are written are going out to churches and stuff. Uh, and, and the other thing you have to keep in mind is the Old Testament is written over hundreds of years, yeah. uh, if not thousands-ish of years. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, if I remember, I forget when Job was actually... Re- Job is is thought chronologically, to be the chronologically the first... Written. Not, written. not the first story. Not but the first story, first but the first written. Written, some, yeah. first written. Right, because the first five books of the Bible are called the Pentateuch, right? Pentateuch. Written by Moses. Which is also known as the Torah yeah. in, in, yes, in the Jewish faith. Um, written by Moses. So Moses is not present at the Genesis account, right. but he, God gives him right. the information to uh, right. take account of what it is. Right. So anyway, um, so so you're starting off into this. I always say start with the New Testament. It's written in the shortest period. Like the entire New Testament is written in the first century. So somewhere between probably the first books were in somewhere uh, in the 40s, 40s to 40 like AD. Revelation so was like 95. 95 is the last yeah. one written because Revelation. So like a 50-year block. In a 50-year block, all like, so so stylistically and uh, how, how everything's authored, it's very similar. So and it, it, it's the easiest thing to jump into. The other thing you got have to consider is what translation of the Bible you're going to use. Mm-hmm. And I always say, if you're a new believer, who, what you would probably say NIV. That's, that's just what I learned. That's your default. Yeah. Because of when, when I was in college, that's what they, and there's nothing wrong with the NIV. That, and that's what I've like studied and memorized things. in. so that's kind of what I, NIV use. is considered the balance, like the middle. It's right in the, if you look at any translation chart of the Bible, NIV is always right in the middle, smack dab in the middle. And in that that progression, whatever you want to call that thing, it's 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 of translations is on one side, you have word for word translations. And on the other side, you have thought for thought translations, Um, you know, guys that have been scholars for a long time, theologians, if you will, uh, look down upon thought for thought translations. Right. But there's no shame in reading a thought-for-thought translation because you're just trying to get the idea of what they're trying to say. Now, if you're an advanced Christian, like you've been an advanced Christian, <laughs> if you're a level 10 Christian, <laughs> no, but if you've if you've been a Christian for a long time and you want something that is more accurate to the original things, but it's still the same ideas, it doesn't. nothing really changes the ideas. All the Bible translations are pretty much the same when yeah. you really boil it all down. Nothing takes away from the end story. You're talking about minimalistic changes from translation to translation, except for, and it's not a translation, but the message is a paraphrase. Yeah. And I always have to say that to people. There's nothing wrong with reading the message. Even if you're a brand new Christian and you have a hard time understanding the Bible, I, I think the message is the way to uh, is a good way to like try and get your your feet wet a little bit because it's it's it is more written like a story than it yeah. is uh, like the traditional Bible. But if you've been been in the church for a little bit of time, any length of time really, I'd say uh, my my recommendation is always the New Living Translation. It's very easy to understand, and then if you want something a little bit uh, more. Studious, okay. I guess would be the word. Uh, I, I like either uh, the English Standard version, the ESV, or the the Christian Standard, yeah. the CSB. Both of those are um, they're they're a little bit more accurate to the original translations, but they also um, give much better study Bibles. Like yeah. if you want to get into the nitty gritty of things. But if you're like, I just want to know the story, get yourself a New Living Translation or even a Message Bible, yeah. and um, there's actually tons of tools out there now. And there is. Study Bibles are great 
um, to mm-hmm. read read the Bible and the study Bible will have a you know a, a block of instruction at the bottom that you can yes you can read your passage and look down below and there'll be you know stuff added to there hey look at this passage in the Old Testament this this is what Jesus was you know this is the the passage from Isaiah that Jesus was quoting here in, in Luke four or whatever um, what else is out there. There are tons of online things you can well, look at. The Bible app, the Bible app, which is free and has yeah. tons of reading plans in it. The Bible Project is Bible a, is a great is website one. you can go to where they have taken each book of the Bible and done a little video yeah. on them and and tying them into the big picture of how the Bible works. I love the Bible Project. We use it yep. all the time in junior high. Um, it's just. I love taking the big concept of the Bible and understanding what's going on, because then you can take the little chapters, the little books that go in there, and see where it fits in timelines mm-hmm. and see how it fits in God's plan for His creation. Yep. And the Bible Project does an amazing job at that. Yes. They take each book of the Bible, break it down, but then they take big, you know, thought ideas like, yeah, it's the like Son a, of Man is this, and it describes what that the is. It's the Cliff Notes version. Yeah. It does not substitute reading the Bible. It does not, but it but helps It helps yes. me to... It helps you understand h- the picture. Understand the big picture yes. better. So you can read your Bible maybe before, okay, I want to study... Uh, let's pick a book of the Bible. I want to study Joshua, okay? Mm-hmm. I want to, because I like... I love Joshua. Uh, it's a great, great book to read, right? Joshua's awesome. So before I read the book of Joshua, I'll go on the Bible Project, and I'll watch the five-minute video or whatever on the idea of the book of Joshua, where it fits in, and then I'll go and read Joshua and, mm-hmm. and get a and have it going into an understanding of what's going to happen, and then go in and actually read God's Word and, and be able to understand it better. So there's tools out there like that that you can use just to help you to mm-hmm. you know, gain a greater understanding of what's going on, because yeah. God's Word is there for us to learn about Him, to understand His character more, to understand our purposes more, yep. and to be afraid to read it because it's so big and we don't know where to go. Yeah. We, we don't want that for you. We want you to be not afraid of your Bible. Yeah, to understand think, it. Yeah, hey, this is a phone book here with a bunch of yeah, stuff in it. Where do I turn to to get... <laughs> you know, and, and the Bible's... It's we, a lifelong project. Yeah, and sometimes we think, okay, I'm going to turn to the Bible when I'm going through a tough time. I, I want to be able to magically open it up to that passage. It's going to be not, just what I need to hear work. in that moment. It doesn't work that way. At all. But yeah. it all can work together, though. Yeah, it, it does sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes on those Bible apps, you, they'll have a, a verse of the day verse on there. Verse of the day. Where and, and sometimes I'll pick that up and be like, man, that's just what I needed to hear yeah, today. Yeah, and sometimes and God you can, need that. Yeah, the Holy Spirit can do that and, and work that in your life. But that but that in and of itself, um, I, we always you know, advise of being cautious when it comes to uh, just reading a verse and be like, ah, I feel satisfied. Verses by themselves are u- being used out of context a lot of times. A lot of times. Um, so that's why you need to, when you read a verse, read it in its entirety in the passage that it's in, and then discover for yourself whether or not it actually makes sense to your situation in the context in which it was written. Right. A lot, of t- a lot. Sometimes it does make sense and it still fits. Sometimes it is way off. Yeah. Um, and that's why I always say like, you know, I, I think one of the, for example, one of the verses that always gets misused and you probably know exactly what I'm going to say is I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, that, you mean that doesn't mean I can go out, Stephen, and, and, and accomplish all of the tasks that I have this day because God does, is working on my behalf? Yeah, God's working on your behalf. That <laughs> is not what that passage is saying. What that passage is saying, what Paul was saying to the people was, I could take care of the things that God needs me to do. Yes. Because he strengthens me to do it. Paul being a prisoner and having to take care of situations in the most desperate of things. He's like, I don't have to worry about being able to continue to spread his gospel message to the people because I could do it because he's strengthening me to be able to do it. I can accomplish the tasks that God needs me to do. So when you hear after a Super Bowl and <laughs> you, you know, and I, I'm not knocking those guys that are like use they, that quote, but yeah, it's they like have it like written on their eye black on it's their like, face. Uh, we won the Super Bowl. Why'd you win the Super Bowl? I can do all things through Christ. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's not what that means. Because yeah. that's that's suggesting that I can go outside right now and I can k- kill a bear with my bare hands because I want it enough and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's not what it's saying. Um, you, you, like God, God, but God will help you accomplish the task that He needs yeah. you to take care of, which means leading other people to know Him. Yeah. It always comes back to Him. It never comes back to you. Right. If He's He's not going to strengthen you to do something that's going to glorify you. There you go. So uh, coming back to the whole idea here, though, is uh, reading our Bible. If somebody is going to come to me and say, Steve, I need to, to know how to read my Bible, like, what would you do? Number one, I'd say, do it slow. Yeah. Do it patiently. Little chunks at a time, because it's a lifelong thing. We're talking about the marathon of life, not the sprint of, I need to know everything now. Don't do that, because you're going to get burnt out really fast. I always say, start with the New Testament. Work your way through the Gospels. Work your way through Acts. Work your way through the letters that Paul writes to all the different churches. I love Acts. Acts is great. I'm working. Sarah and I are reading through it right now together. Yeah, the Acts, the story of the early church. It's the story of the early church and all the trials that they faced. Our trials in present day America aren't even close to the trials <laughs> that uh, so many of the apostles and disciples went through. What do you mean? My Wi-Fi went out yesterday. Well, your Wi-Fi. Oh, oh gosh. So you have to rely on your 5G. I had to open a book. <laughs> oh, no. So start with that. And I'd say go all the way through all the letters and then stop before you read Revelation if you're a new Bible reader. <laughs> Don't read Revelation? Don't read Revelation. Right off the bat, I'm saying, because it, all it's going to do is drum up a lot of questions. What I would say to you is then when you get to Jude, go to Genesis. Okay. Read through Genesis. Read through Exodus. You know, uh, read through Exodus. And then do your best to make your way through the Old Testament. And then, like, I mean, that's why you need Bible reading plans, because Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy get really dry and into the nitty gritty. But if you come into it with the mindset, like, okay, this is why Jesus needed to fulfill the law, because I could not. This is why. (laughs) This is why. Um, God gave Moses instructions on how he wanted his people to live. And a lot of of it doesn't relate to our present day situation. Not not at all. And the funny thing is, too, when you get into like Leviticus, which is Levitical law, which is the law of the Levites who were the priests. Yes. uh, Of, uh, you know, they were the nation of priests in in the for the temples. Um, those guys had to make up a lot of rules for themselves even um, so they could better understand what they needed to do because they took the Ten Commandments and they're like, okay, this is too broad. <laughs> Let's make this easier. <laughs> and they, that's, what, that's really what a lot of Leviticus is, um, is them work, working to understand how to live for God. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then Numbers gets into stuff that you're never going to need to remember. Uh, Deuteronomy has, I think, a little bit more... Uh, meat to it, but then Joshua, yeah, and judges when they get to the promised land, yeah, and then and I love I love researching the kings and the prophets and seeing how those go together. Yep, and you can see God's promises fulfilled. Yep, and they begin to speak about the coming Messiah and the redemption from all the mistakes they've made, and there's a future king that's going to come and. And save the people from yep. from all from this, you know, yep. all the crap that they're in. Yes. So, um, like I said, like we've said, uh, there's so many different ways to read your Bible. If you're new at it, take your time. Yeah. And just focus on the Gospels. Focus on who Jesus is, and ask lots of questions. Yeah. Um, and then go from there. Acts is an easy read because uh, I mean it plays right off of. Okay, so Luke, who wrote the Gospel of Luke also writes Acts. Um, so you're so if you read Luke and then Acts, you're getting a very nice full picture yeah. of the church from Jesus, from birth yeah. of Jesus, all the way through... Uh, the, the writing of to, the New Testament. Uh, the, yeah, really, the writing of the New Testament. Paul writing letters to the churches. I mean, yeah. it documents all of that, uh, which is absolutely fascinating to read about. And then Revelation is John, who writes the Gospel of John, um, is, is given the, the final word on the coming of... the 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 coming again of Christ. Right. And it's symbolic. There's a lot of... Yes. It's a lot of symb- symbolism, uh, and it's confusing. Um, and that's why I say 
give it a little it, time. It needs to be taken in the big picture. When people yeah. study Revelation, where the mistake comes is they try to figure out Whatever literally. Yeah. Okay, this vision they're means using, yeah, they're this. using it as like oh, this is there's a code to crack here. Yes. And if I figure it out, and you know, yeah. there there may be some of that in there and there mm. probably is at some level, but it's it's I don't think it so. needs to be taken in a big picture idea yeah. because a lot of the imagery is used by the prophets in the Old Testament talking about the same coming things and mm-hmm. and Daniel there's stuff and and Isaiah's got stuff and Zechariah's got stuff yeah. that is is mirrored in in John's account of the end of the ages, but the end's been coming since Jesus left the earth. Yes, right. Like yes. there's so many different ways you <laughs> and so revelation you need yeah. you need to understand. There's so many ways you can interpret it, but if you try to understand it at a level where you think you know all the answers, you yeah. don't know them yeah, because it is it, it is Jesus says he Only who has an ear let him hear. You know. Yeah. What the Spirit says of the churches. It, it, you need the Holy Spirit to give you an understanding, and, and when you do that, you realize, okay, the, the truth is, I need to be living for God now because we don't yes, know when we have coming. no idea. And that's that, that. Oh gosh, that's like the biggest thing <laughs> that drives me crazy with Revelation and, and growing up in in a in a more charismatic church, and maybe it was in particular. And, uh, and I have nothing but good things to say about my grandfather, but he loved talking end times. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I think this is a sign of the end. And it's like, well, seven hundred years ago. They could have said, oh, this is a sign of the end, because the end has been coming since yes. Jesus left the earth. <laughs> like, yes. it's, it's, it's going to happen. But once again, we have to go back to the whole question of how does God exist? God exists outside of time. So our lifetime is nothing but a blink to God. Um, so for us, to, you know, a hundred years ago, people were saying, oh, this must be a sign of the end. You know, you look at you can look at things like the Great Depression or you can look at World War Two, which was. Yeah, horrendous, yeah. and you have this figurehead like, like uh, you know, right. of and, evil, and the Jewish people, uh, and the Jewish being people annihilated. being attacked and yeah. annihilated, and there's a genocide of of a people group, all these horrible things that has to be, and that has to be the end. But it wasn't the world ending, but it was you. We still saw God working, working yeah. in a situation. Um, I mean, so I mean, it shows that God is ultimately in control. Um, so anyway, I mean, needless to say, I mean, throughout all time in history, people have said, if you go back to the Crusades, even, yeah. it was like, this is the end. <laughs> like, yeah. we're fighting for the end. And, it's, and then here it's we not, are. We, we don't know the, the time or the hour. Yeah, only the Father does. Jesus says that. The, the richness you get from Revelation, chapters 4 and 5, it has a picture of the throne room of God. That's yes. the heart of the book. And, and yes. when you're trying to figure out all the symbolism, you miss that. It shows you what it looks like to walk, you know, when, when that time when, you know, the, Jesus is coming and, and, and they show the lamb in the, in, in the throne room of God mm. and all of the people there worshiping him, it, it shows this vision of God sitting on his throne and yep. the colors and all of that. We have that to look forward to it. And then the very end, the last chapter, last two chapters, when it speaks of this new heaven and new earth, what we have to look forward to in eternity with God, mm-hmm. talking about a place with no sorrow and no pain and, and, and a place where our what was broken at the beginning, going back to Genesis, this is why it all works together, where we messed up our time with God in the Garden of Eden, it's going to be restored through Christ and allow us to have a, a communion with God at all times in His yep. presence, right? Forever, mm-hmm. eternity with God. And it shows us a picture of that in Revelation. But if you get bogged down in the, in the imagery, sure, there's warnings there. We need to live expectantly waiting for yep. God to come, yep. waiting for Jesus to return. And like, if you're, if you're living, waiting and looking, this is a sign he's coming soon. You need to be living every day. Like he's coming soon. Absolutely. It's not like, okay, I can continue to do whatever I'm doing now because I haven't seen a sign that Jesus is coming yet. So I'm safe. No, Jesus tells parables about, you know, the, the women waiting for him to come, mm-hmm. right? You, you need to wait for the, for the, for the, you know, the, the bridegroom to come, you need to be wait yeah. patiently. That's what we're called to do. And don't worry about this means this, this means that. No. Nope. Yeah. People, yeah. If you get caught up in that, you're going to get lost in what's unnecessary. Yeah. 
So that's why you don't. <laughs> we could we could do 16 podcasts. On we could really. I, this is a very big topic that we're talking about. And I, I would recommend this. If you if you're if you have questions about Revelation or if you're like, I, I really want to read it. Find a study that goes along with it to help you better understand it. Uh, Pastor Tim here at our church, um, if you go to the the New Life um, New Life Baptist Church, uh, I think it's nlbc.church, yeah. that's the name of the page, on YouTube, um, you can find Pastor Tim's series. It was a Wednesday night series on Revelation, and it's, it is very much drinking from uh, uh, a fire hydrant. Uh, it's a lot of information all at once, and yeah. that, that's not my words to describe it. That's Pastor Tim's words yeah. to describe it. But I would highly recommend listening to it uh, to get a full picture of, I, what was it, like a 12-week series yeah. that he did? And Pastor Tim put blood, sweat, and tears into that series. Yeah. So uh, We're kind of doing something similar this fall. We're doing the... I'm helping him one Sunday or one Wednesday, but yeah, he's you're doing, doing the Daniel. book of Daniel, which is also revelation of the old Testament. It's, it's basically revelation <laughs> of the old Testament. The first D- Daniel's got 12 chapters yes. and the first six is kind of Daniel's story, yep. which is very fun. I mean, it's Daniel's got Daniel story. in the lion's lovely. den. It's got the fiery furnace, it's brilliant. It's got Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylon, all that stuff. Then the last six chapters are visions and, yep. and dreams and prayers and stuff like that, and it gets you know it's, you get tied you can get yeah. tied up in the minutia of that as well, just like Revelation. Yeah, it's like what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? It, but the cool thing about studying the Old Testament, New Testament together, just is it's just kind of maybe wrap up this idea of studying our Bible. But um, I'm I'm speaking on Daniel seven, which is a vision that Daniel has of the coming of the end of time. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, which happens how, how when when's Daniel's story in comparison to Jesus how how many years back is that 600 years so Daniel was taken to Babylon when the kingdom the kingdom of Judah fell which would have been right around 580ish BC something like that I think it's 560, 560 580 somewhere around in there so BC. Six, almost 600 years before yes yeah Jesus. something like that and then so he's taken into captivity in as he's there serving King Nebuchadnezzar and the yeah. subsequent kings of Babylon. Yeah, right before he, the 400-year silence. Yes. Wow, that's crazy to yeah. think about, too. Yeah. So, yeah, he's there. Then they actually, the Jewish people come back to Jerusalem after their captivity mm-hmm. for 70 years. But as when da- Daniel's in Babylon, he is having these visions. And in chapter 7, he has a vision of the end times, and a lot of the imagery is, is found in Revelation. So if you if you came on Wednesday nights and studied Pastor Tim's Revelation series, you're going to see a lot of the same words, a lot of the same imagery in Daniel. Mm. But in Daniel 7, um, God is referred to as the Ancient of Days, which is a cool, really cool way of talking about God the Father, the Ancient of Days. It is. And there's this man called the Son of Man that comes up and sits next to God the Father on a throne, and that is the coming Messiah. And the name that Jesus calls himself throughout the New Testament is the Son of Man. And it comes from this, this, this vision in Daniel of this man who comes up into heaven mm. and rules alongside of God the Father. And Jesus calls himself that. He doesn't call himself the Messiah. He doesn't call himself, you know, these other fancy names for God. He calls himself, he refers to himself as the Son of Man. And there's even some passage in the New Testament where people are like, what do you mean, the Son of Man? Like, I, like they don't get it. They don't get what Jesus is saying there. But it comes straight from Daniel, and it's, and it, you know, it ties together the Genesis story, so all the way up through Revelation. It's just cool how God uses the entire story to go together. But the the point is, you start with Jesus, and then you go to the Old Testament and see how Jesus fits into that, and then you can read the whole thing yeah. as a whole and understand it. Better. It's amazing. But like like we've been saying this whole time, this is a lifestyle choice. Not decision to read through a book. Correct. Um, you, we're choosing to live our lives by it, and all you have is time. Yeah, it's not like you're looking up on your bookshelf, going, "All right, I, we got. Uh, let's see here. What's a good one? We've got uh, Star Wars book. There, We've got. We are looking at my shelf at the office, and there is no Star Wars book in <laughs> sight. We've got this book. We got. I know. Let's read the Bible. Yeah, let's read the Bible. Pick yeah, that I one off there works. and read it. Yeah. Yeah. After we read the Swiss Family Robinson, but, we're going to read the Bible. <laughs> Swiss Family Robinson. I couldn't think of a word. Treasure Island. I can't think of any fancy. Yeah, old you only know Robert Louis Stevenson <laughs> <Yes>. books. <laughs> Wait, did he write Swiss Family Robinson? I think so. 
And no, no, no. Journey to the Center of the Earth, Jules Verne. We'll get, Jules Verne. We'll, no, go, no. we'll go all the old old guys. Okay, yeah, all the ones that are in public domain. Yeah. Now, yeah. Speaking of which, we're we're putting out our collection of these stories. That's <laughs> a way to fund the podcast. No, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, like we were saying, it is a long journey to knowing and understanding God. It's a lifetime um, to understand the Eternal One. Like we started off this podcast talking about the I Am. Uh, the one who always was and is and is to come. Um, so take it knowing that. Like, I'm never going to completely understand who God is, but I can understand what his plan is for my life and what he wants for me. And, the, and he, all he wants is the best according to his will. Um, so keep that in mind. When you're reading the Bible, it's like, okay, I could live my life according to his will and way based on what these other people have done before me. And when you read through it, you're going to come to realize nobody had a perfect life. Yeah. Actually, all the people that God called had really rough lives. <laughs> they had really hard lives. And it all points to our dependency on God and why we needed a Savior. And that's it. That's that's the Bible. Sounds good. All summation. Right. So that's good for this episode. But let's, to finish up. Yes, Zachy. Because we talked a lot about reading our Bible. So yes. let's give maybe two or three real quick summary points I'm new. I'm new in my faith. I I want to pick up my Bible. I I want to understand God better. Um, we've talked about a lot of different ways of doing it. Yep. But I am after I'm listening to this podcast. I'm going to go pick up my Bible. Good for you. Tell me. Tell me what to do. Number one. Number one. I want you to go to the Gospel of John. Gospel of John. And okay. I want you to read through it. And I want you to ignore the fact that John really likes himself. I want you to ignore that, but, and I want you to read. <laughs> John really thinks highly of himself, but that's, once again, it's an example that everybody in the Bible is broken. Um, and he wants, you know, he, he considers himself Jesus' most beloved. Uh, Jesus loves everybody equally. Just keep that in <laughs> mind. But read through it, because I think it's the most, there's a lot of sincerity, because John yeah. had such a close relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Read John, and then read Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, that, that, that would be my, my starting place, but take it one, like one chapter at a time or even one section of a chapter at a time, slowly read through it and even read it again to fully understand it. And if you have the, the, the means to get a study Bible, get a study Bible so you can re read little notes. And if you need a study Bible, and you can't afford one uh, and you come to new life Baptist church and it's your home church. Uh, we'll give you a study Bible yeah. so you can better understand it. Is that what was your question? That was it. That was, that was it. How to start? Num start so number one. And I would say to download an app on your phone. Get you, the Bible app. The Bible app. Which which version do you, which Bible app do you use? I use Bible Gateway. Oh, you use Bible Gateway? Of course, you use. I, I, how would how? Why would you use the one that everybody uses? I don't know. This is the one <laughs> I just got. I've had this one forever. No, I use the uh, I use the Bible app. The U version Bible app. U version Bible. Are you that, you don't use U version? I don't have that. I have Bible Gateway. Okay, so U version, and I think Bible Gateway for that matter. They both have a lot of um, good little like sub applications within there for you to find Bible reading plans, all that kind of stuff. The nice that and they have you know for me they have a verse of the day. You you can even put a widget on your front page that will give you the verse of the day. Like, yeah, without little, even little opening widget. up the app. It's nice. right at the top. What's that? And a little widget. I you like know that. what a widget is? I do know what a widget is, yeah. For those of you who don't know what a widget is, it's, it's, a, it's a little, like, tool. It's a little, it's, yeah, it's a little, like, bubble up yeah. on your front. Hey, have old men explain to you <laughs> what a widget is. And what was so, the third so that's, thing? That's good. Um, yes, get the Bible app on your phone, whichever one you want to use, and then make a plan as to when you're, you're going to read, to read it. Yeah. So start with the Gospels. If you don't have, you can use the physical Bible, which is probably the best thing to do. But in our in our culture, like I got my phone with me all the time. Get it on your phone so you have it with you. Yep. And then find a time that you want to set aside to do this. Mm -hmm. um, that could be in the morning. That's when I like. I to love do the it. morning time. Yeah. Sometimes at night, um, you're just tired. You're not really. Into my brain's it. not in operation at, yeah. in the morning. That's the thing. You know, Sarah and I have found we're trying to do Bible our Bible study time together. Yeah. Um, and I'm an, I'm a morning person and she's an evening person. And so we would just come down to decide that, okay, we're not going to be able to have deep conversation at either time, <laughs> but we can read together. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. So I think if you start with the gospels, get a Bible app, mm -hmm. make a time, yep. do those three things and then 
just if you need any help, you know, find yeah. an accountability partner, talk to us, then just go for it. Can I throw out one more thing? Sure. Too, that I, I want to, you know, if if you're still listening, we're at the over one hour mark. Sorry. Not who cares. I mean, if you're still listening at this point, it's because you want to know this stuff anyway, right? Uh, I I've been going through a devotional called. At the Table with Jesus by Louis Giglio. Okay. Um, he, he, Louis Giglio is, is a pastor that I res- respect because uh, his heart's always so genuine. Um, and talk about, I mean, obviously nobody's perfect. Um, and, you know, I, I hope nothing ever comes of this, but this is a guy that's gone without controversy or anything like that when it comes to, you know, his Bible studies or whatever. I would recommend getting his it's a 66 day devotional called at the table with Jesus. Cause it's such a nice refresher of who Jesus is and how he works in our lives every single day. Um, it's just, it's quick, it's a little snippet and, and, and keep in mind it is not a replacement for yeah. Bible reading. Like I, you want to read your Bible, you want to know your Bible, but it's a nice little, um, it's a nice little addition. Yep. To it. Uh, that's what I, we've been doing. I read that first, and then I get into, or reading through uh, the Acts of the Apostles, or Acts, um, in the morning. So I, I would and, recommend And one more both. thing that I forgot to say. Oh, and, please. And this should be first, actually. Before you read your Bible, always pray. Always ask God and say, hey, um, you know, I'm going to go in your Word, and Holy Spirit, help you know, me understand In my this. mind, that's like, that was like... What? I wasn't even thinking about talking about that because I was like, in my, my head, it's like, yeah, that's what we do. But go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Zach, this is very important. Yeah. So just, it doesn't have to be a, a long, elaborate prayer. Just take a minute, um, pray, say, God, help me to understand your word. I'm going to dig into this. And that's it. And just have that little bit of communion time with God. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and help you. And, you know, God promises that that he will do that. The Holy Spirit, that's one of the Holy Spirit's role in our life is to help us understand God better and, and make mm-hmm. the scripture known to us. Um, so do that as well. Good job. Yeah, thank you for, <laughs> not good, I didn't mean that. And that sounds horrible. Like, you did a great job there, Zach. Thank you, but, and I'm glad you remembered to say that because in my head, that's just something that you just automatically yeah. do. Um, but if you're new at this, yeah, yeah prayer is essential. Right. And, and you know, just it, it, making us more aware that the Holy Spirit is is present with us while Correct. we're doing these things. So very good. Well, that is our podcast for this this Friday. This we will Friday. have uh, this this coming Tuesday will be a fun episode. Uh, so we're looking forward to seeing you then. Uh, but for now, this was the Zach and Steve po- have a podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Zach. And we'll see you next week. We love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.